Raging Cajuns heading back to the New Orleans Bowl. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. A little bit of a bonus episode as I make my way up to Troy for the Sunbelt Championship uh, game. A little bit of news coming out uh, yesterday and last night. Uh, my guys over at Raging Review um, stumbled, I think. I'm not sure they were looking for it. I'm not sure if they were notified accidentally or not, but they stumbled on the Cajuns were selling tickets for the New Orleans Bowl uh, against Jacksonville State. And then someone from Jacksonville State stumbled on the tickets and they could buy tickets for the New Orleans Bowl. And then the links went down and cold or whatever the case may be. But uh, they are going to the New Orleans Bowl. We'll also talk about uh, South Alabama's wide receiver, Colin Lacey, may or may not be going into the portal. It was announced. May come back. Can understand why. We shall see. But a quick episode uh, as we make our way up to Troy. All right. So the Raging Cajuns, which, by the way, Brent McMurphy had changed his uh, bowl pronostications, if you will, bowl projections to the Cajuns playing Jacksonville State in the New Orleans Bowl. And I I couldn't be more for it. I, I think it's great. Unless you're going to this incredible other bowl game, um, I, I think that's where the Cajuns belong. I know the Cajuns want more. Uh, sometimes they deserve more, not necessarily this season. Uh, they certainly did probably in 21, right, when they had one loss, but it is what it is. Uh, because, as we mentioned about some of these bowl games, are going to be empty, right? Again, you, you and then we'll see where they moved it. But at one point in time, they had ODU in Western Kentucky in the Frisco Bowl. Who's going to that ball game? Like, few people are going to that ball game. Now you move it closer to the east, and they they may end up, I think they, you know, McMurphy's got it going back to Charlotte. Uh, so maybe you'll get more people, right? But if the Cajuns go to the Cure Bowl, all right, maybe you get some people going to Disney, right? You'd be lucky if a 1,000 Cajuns fans ended up going to the going to that bowl game now whereas you probably won't get the 20 or 30,000 that they've had before uh, it is on a weekend right it is early like a 115 kickoff I think uh, and so not great for the New Orleans Bowl that you can go in and out maybe the folks from Jacksonville State a little bit of a longer drive uh, you know will make a weekend out of it whereas Cajuns fans they can make a weekend out of it and you probably have definitely have plenty of Cajuns alumni in New Orleans um, but you could go down for the day if you are a Raging Cajuns fan, or you could just go in for, I mean, you could go in for the night Friday night. You could just go in for the night Saturday, whatever the case may be, enjoy some nice dinner down in New Orleans. But whereas, you know, other bowl games won't draw Cajuns fans, this one will have 10,000. I think 10,000 Cajuns fans will be there one way or the other, or maybe not 20 or 30 as it had been before. Uh, and this is going all LeBron James, not one, not two. Not three. This is the seventh bowl game, seventh New Orleans bowl game for the Raging Cajuns. And they are, are they five and one so far? Five and one in the New Orleans bowl, right? They won all four under HUD. All right. And some of those were huge, kicking last second field goals or missing last second field goals. They even played Tulane. And there may have been like 50,000 in the dome, which is obviously huge. Uh, but they won all four under HUD to begin with. Then they lost uh, to Southern Miss uh, in, let's see, 11, 12, 13, 14, 
in 16. They lost to Southern Miss. Uh, and then they just won again, uh, ironically enough, against Marshall, not a Sunbelt foe at the time, although it was next year. That was Levi Lewis. They kind of got, well, Levi Lewis because he hit a bunch of deep passes in that ballgame. Uh, and that was Mike Desimo's first win as head coach. So they, they are actually 5-1 and one in the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, so that's good stuff for the Cajuns. And again, it, it won't be a huge crowd, um, but it's not going to be a bad crowd. You'll get 10,000. I think 10,000 Cajuns fans will be there, okay? Um, it's not going to be 20, not going to be 30. Uh, and then you could get some Jacksonville State. This is their first bowl game. So you could get, you know, you could have a nice crowd. It's not going to look great of 25, 30,000 uh, in the Dome. Um, but, you know, that's going to be a pretty good crowd for a bowl game early on in the afternoon on a Saturday. So uh, our guys over at Raging Review got it first. Brett McMurphy, I believe, has confirmed it today that it will be uh, the Cajuns and Jacksonville State in the New Orleans Bowl on Saturday the 16th. Do I got that right? Saturday uh, the 16th, yes. All right. The other bit of news that came out yesterday was South Alabama's Colin Lacey heading into the uh, heading into the transfer portal, probably not a big surprise. All right, you're change, you're going to be breaking in a new quarterback, uh, and we need to back up. If you don't know Colin Lacey's story, he was a running back coming out of college or coming out of high school at a really small private school, not too far away from South Alabama. I'm not even sure how many other offers he had. He had a record-setting year as a running back, and they instantaneously made him a wide receiver, um, you know, when he got to school, and that was before Kane Womack happened, right? Kane is only in his, oh, no, this would be Kane's third year. So Kane, Kane made him a wide receiver. So Kane just had his uh, third season. Okay, so they made him a wide receiver, and he had a fabulous uh, year. Let's see what we got here. Um, in the Sun Belt, he led other way. 91 catches, 1,300 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, didn't quite lead the lead in uh, touchdowns. Actually, uh, Caden Robinson from App State had 10, but only 53 uh, receptions. So let me see what he led. The lead. He was... Uh, he was second in the league in receptions, all right? Caleb Hood had another fantastic season, record-setting season for Georgia Southern. He had 94 receptions. Colin Lacey had 91, but Colin Lacey led the league in reception, uh, in yards with 1,316, all right? Nationally, he was outstanding uh, as well. In terms of receptions, he was one, two, three, four. He was fifth in receptions. This is who he's behind. Malik Washington at Virginia led the nation with 110. LaJonte Wester from Florida Atlantic was second with 108. Torrey Holton at Colorado State, 96. Caleb Hood at Georgia Southern with 94. So that means he's got more catches than probably the Bolitnikoff award winner in Malik Neighbors. In terms of receiving a yards, he is also fifth. Neighbors leads the nation in receiving yards. Malik Washington was second. Troy Franklin of Oregon was third. And Rome Adunzi uh, from Washington was fourth. Colin Lacey is fifth with 13-16. Uh, he had a phenomenal year. Really got shafted in terms of not being in the Bolitnikoff award semifinalist. Winning it is a different story. He certainly should have been a semifinalist leading the Sun Belt. Uh, in receiving yards, and fifth overall in the nation. Should have absolutely 
been a, a semifinalist. Also, it should be mentioned, right, early on in the season. Well, I don't know if it was the Tulane game. Maybe the Central, no, it was uh, maybe the Southeastern game. Devin Voison got hurt. But basically his running mate. Those two guys were top five in receptions uh, in uh, the previous season. Probably a little bit overlooked because Jalen Wayne had all of the big receptions, all the deep throws, and these guys just moved the change. So they had a lot of, you know, crossing patterns that maybe went for big yards. But they were top five, and he lost his running mate. Um, and maybe that was something that, you know, prohibited the, the Jaguars offense from being a little bit more consistent. Uh, but he had a phenomenal, he had a phenomenal year and one would think that this is an NIL deal. We'll see if he gets to a power five he needs to be careful. He needs to go to a spot where he's going to play, right? You don't want to, you know, he's going to be the featured guy. Maybe he'll be double covered, but you would think he was double covered this year for most of the season. Uh, and if voice coming back because of a red shirt year, then it's going to be tough. Someone's going to be open. So he better be careful on where he goes. All right. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe get some NIL deals somewhere else in the Sun Belt. If I was the Cajuns, I'd be all over that. Now, I don't know why he'd move from South Alabama to the Cajuns. I mean, the difference is Gio Lopez for South Alabama and Zeon Chris. Zeon with a little bit more experience. Um, probably a better thrower than Gio so far. Uh, and so maybe I, th I think that's it. Just breaking in the new quarterback and – he might have some NIL opportunities. All right. He's a, he's a little guy, right? That doesn't stop you from being a potential uh, NFL prospect, but he is on, he's 5'10", 190 pounds. It's not, it's not the worst. That's not that small. That's what he's listed at. So we'll see. So he's kind of well put together at 5'10", uh, and a buck 90. And again, he had a phenomenal year. Fifth in receptions and fifth in yards uh, in America. Um, and he lost his running buddy. So uh, he had a great year. We wish him the best. Craig Stevenson of AL.com reporting, at least it was on Thursday night, he reported that um, maybe he comes back. And that sounds like an NIL deal. Maybe South Alabama can get some NIL money for him. It probably wouldn't take that much. But we'll see what happens. Um, wishing him the best of luck because it is a – I don't want to say rags the richest story, but it's a pretty damn good story. Like this running back from a small private Catholic school to, you know, an NIL deal at a power five as a wide receiver. That's pretty cool. Uh, all right. Wanted to get that news in as a uh, bonus uh, episode. Let me tell you, this episode was brought to you by a fan duel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Uh, if I had bet on the ball game last night, um, Cowboys Seahawks, I would have lost. I would have bet on the Cowboys to cover that. They have been playing really well against some lesser competition. Apparently, Seattle, I think, is lesser competition, but apparently not. Um, some questionable decisions in that ball game, but nonetheless, I admit I would have lost. I didn't get around uh, to betting. We'll look at some uh, college basketball and pro basketball 
uh, this week. All right. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in. We will be up in Troy. See if we can get to a uh, basketball game maybe tonight. See Scott Cross and the boys play a little bit before we're at the championship ball game on Saturday. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're doing a drive for a thousand subscribers. All right. We got uh, 31 days, including today. Drive for a thousand See, we can get that hashtag in there uh, to get me a, a thousand subscribers by the end of, of the year. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, and you've been watching and listening. Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.